Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Coffee with Mirko. Today I'm very happy to have uh, Emi Fukahori and uh, yeah, we'll bring her on and uh, as per usual, we're just gonna ask question, answer your question and uh, bring it back. So if you're enjoying the podcast, if you're enjoying the the show, please make sure to take a good screenshot, reshare it, retweet it and do your magic. Hey Vag, Jacqueline, Arzang, Wise, uh, Rod, hey Rod, <laughs> Rod is in the building, literally. <laughs> I'm going to send the invite to Amy and then she will come on. Got beautiful sets of questions for her, so once she's joining us, we'll be able to go through them. Uh, so big shout out to Carl White, AA, Oz Consult, good to see you. Train with M, the Coma Coffee, Tall Americano, Mowgli, Tarlan, Hey Rod, Grandfire. Um, yeah, big shout out. Hey Bianca, Bianca's in the house. Uh, Peter, good to see you, Peter. Good to meet you yesterday, brother. Uh, it was really good. And uh, we're just waiting on Emmy. She will be on uh, real soon. And uh, yeah, she's the 2018. Uh, World's Brewers Cup champion, so she's a very interesting uh, person to talk to. And uh, Bianca, I'm sure you're gonna love her. Hey, 2403 Mamad, Giyu, good to see you all. And uh, hopefully, we'll get Amy to join us soon. Jaguar, Joel, I'm doing well, Bianca. Thanks for asking. I'm very well. Very excited to talk to Emmy. Very excited to be back on the on the show live stream. We're keeping it simple: two to three uh, sessions per week. Uh, spread it out. Don't spam you guys. Miguel Mora, good to see you. Uh, and Rock VCP and Barista. Um, so yeah, Sukotai Cafe is in the house too. So for People joining us through, uh, this is a show where we bring on coffee people and we have a chat with these amazing, uh, amazing uh, characters and people and uh, we just have a good time and uh, ask all the questions that we need to ask and you can ask yours. Hey Dirkba, oh my, send through this again to Emmy. here we go, we are live Send. so yeah and who else is tuning in we got Durga Janina Janina good to see you Janina we had an interview with Janina just last week and uh, we just actually released that on our YouTube and podcast so we'll be able to uh, do all those things uh, you can catch up again with that and yes Bianca she's here so just waiting on Emmy she will tune in real soon last week we had difficulties with Ralph from the barn um, hey Connor good to see you again guys Alia Diwani Tanti Tanti's in the house always in the house thank you for tuning in Sweat Espresso Oscon Salt the best two emojis those are the best two emojis possible, you know? I think so. Hey, Wise. Oh, it's Maya. Good to see you. 
uh, can't wait to have you on. So people, you should go check out this amazing uh, profile, her amazing profile. Um, Emmy's in the house too. So we'll bring her in straight in. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry for the coming. Sorry for being no, late. No. You're good. That's not no, no, not a problem. Uh, how are you? Good. Um, thanks for having me. Good morning. Thank you. For, thank you. Well, good, good evening for us. But yes, good morning good to you. <laughs> uh, now, thank you for coming in. I know how you guys, you and Matthew, busy and uh, uh, really, really happy to have you on. So, uh, <laughs> all the people who tuning in who are in for a treat. So, thank you for giving giving your time um, to us. Uh, before we dive in, uh, how's everyone and your family with, with the virus and everything? Everyone okay? Yeah, everything okay. Thanks for asking. Um, everybody fine. Uh, it has been difficult, but uh, we've been very fortunate and privileged that we are healthy. Uh, no symptoms, nothing. Also, anyone who we have, friends, family, family overseas, everybody is fine. Oh, fantastic that's that's amazing uh, Amy, <laughs> mm. uh first question just for the people who tune in later uh rewatch this can you please give us a little bit of uh, your story your background story how did you start oh. your coffee journey all right so my name is emmy <laughs> i'm originally from uh, japan uh it's been almost 10 years i live in switzerland um studying in tourism in switzerland that brought me to live and work in Switzerland. Um, I loved my job being super international, uh, being in tourism, but then I was also looking for something that I can uh, enjoy sharing taste experience in something. And then coffee happens to be my life at a time. <laughs> at a time. And I also got to know different people from different cultures uh, through coffee. So that's how I got hooked with coffee. And uh, since I was working in office, um, competition, taking part in a competition was my first way and also still a best way to learn about coffee. So I stepped into a championship in 2015 and uh, I was not a barista at the time, but um, well, that's how I kind of got into deep and deep in coffee. And then 2016, I co-opened a coffee shop called Mame together with Matthew. And it's been like a roller coaster since then. I'm competing, uh, he's competing, we have two shops, uh, one grocery in the meanwhile. Um, yeah, 2020, it's been very, you know, crazy, but cool. <laughs> and you're very humble because you skipped 2018 when you won the World's Brewers' Cup competition. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, oh, true, <laughs> yes, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> Not a big deal. Um, it is. It is um, yeah. <laughs> obviously. I mean, how, how defining was that for you in terms of your career? Well, so um, through that experience, I think, I mean, each year competition gives me a nice spectrum of uh, specialty coffee with different people, maybe bigger um, quantity of people, bigger and bigger. Mm. But 2018 is definitely a big turning point for me. Um, I see it like rather as a starting point because being in this industry professionally for such a short period 
Um, I've been given so many opportunities uh, through competitions and winning the World Championship just um, gave me another task, so to say. And I'm starting, I mean, I'm starting the, you know, new journey from there. And uh, it's been great. I really enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, congratulations. I mean, I think that's brilliant. And I think that it's something that I'm very passionate about in terms of topic. Uh, it was also an important achievement as well for you and all the women in coffee. I mean, mm. do, you know, do you feel a sense of pride and responsibility because you know, we got you, we got Aga, we got all a whole bunch of amazing <laughs> female baristas. And I think, you know, that was a, a big topic that we spoke with Janina just last week. I mean, right. do you feel a sense of pride as well in terms of... Mm, so my coffee career has been always with female baristas or female coffee professionals around me. And it was kind of like interesting to hear that there's a um, bunch of people who don't feel in this way let's say, unfortunately. So personally, I, I don't necessarily feel the gender difference winning the World Championship. However, I do uh, recognize a group of women who maybe feel encouraged to also take part in it. Um, you know, they can also try because I could do it. So I really like that sort of uh, responsibility, so to say, that I could showcase um, anybody who is into it, you know. And also competition-wise, it's not only about being the number one on that day. It's, it has a lot of things around it, and I learned a lot of, about myself as well. So um, taking part, taking it as a nice challenge, uh, enjoy the path, uh, progress together with other people around you, female, male, <laughs> um, so if I could, let's say, encourage more people doing it because of my gender, maybe also females, that would be brilliant. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And, and Janina just pointed out beautifully, you were the first world female brewer champion. Ah, yes. So, ah, Janina. <laughs> and, you know, she's saying, with big power comes big responsibility, says Spider women. So <laughs> that, that, that's it beautifully. Thank you, Janina. And could you unpack the concept of enjoying the process of training rather than the actual trophy when it comes to competition? Sure. So I think um, fundamentally for me, competition always meant as a personal growth uh, in knowledge, uh, myself, uh, anything that you can take as a challenge itself. So whenever you take part in a category of, let's say, barista or brewers or latte art or whatever you want to take, I think for me it's important that I, I kind of foresee how the process goes. So let's say I have four months to compete, and then I try to plan, like, okay, two months to choose coffee, one month to think about how to brew, one month to kind of fine-tune the presentation. And nothing works as a plan. <laughs> like, originally <laughs> nothing works as a plan. But then that also trains me to be adapt adapting and finding the solutions. And that's very little things to do actually with the coffee because being patient or be organized, uh, finding the solutions, these are like something that you need in both personal life and also professional life. So um, through a very concentrated period of my competition career, I quickly realized that it's not about which coffee is the best of the year, which coffee has to present in a which way that it was presented like two years ago by X, Y, Z. It's more about finding your own reasons 
and making it strong enough to be able to present it on the day zoo, hoping that your judges or your customers, so to say, kind of buy your idea, like your idea and like your coffee and score um, what you've done for, let's say, four months. But then obviously that's just a one of a day of the long period. So I think everybody has to be ready to accept, okay, that's not best day of what you've been doing. But that's fine, you know, because you know you've been giving the maximum of what you can do. So that's for me the most important part that I'm not actually really thinking about uh, trophy. Obviously, you could have a certain goals, particularly saying like myself in 2018, I was saying I would like to brew my coffee twice, meaning I would like to go to the final. But for me, it was not saying I would like to go to finals. It was more like I wish I could present this coffee twice because if you uh, brew once, uh, among 40 uh, national champions, I think it's less heard or less paid attention, not being negative, but just because you are many. But if you go on a top six, you can present your favorite coffee actually once again uh, for bigger audience or bigger attention. So that was my motivation. Yeah, and in your mm. case, your coffee tasted the best on the on the final. So yeah, luckily. That worked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, and that was such a, yeah, it was very interesting routine and I, I loved, I love rewatching it. Um, I watched it last oh, week uh, when I was preparing <laughs> some questions, but, uh, yeah, no, I love what you said. I think enjoying the process is also a good reminder for why our values, what's important to us mm-hmm. rather than just winning. Um, I mean, obviously winning has a, a fine element of having a trophy, but then, it's, it doesn't stop there, like you said. I think you no. said it perfectly. It's a starting point. Mm. So I think that's something. It's not like, oh, I won. I can close the shop now. That's when you, <laughs> the second yeah. and third shop, or, you know, you, exactly. and, and, and that's why my fa- one of my favorite numbers is 99 out of 100, because you still have the one point to work for and to work towards rather than, mm. oh, I got 100, then I can sit down. Right. Um, what I love about you and Matthew is that uh, you're both in coffee yeah. and together in real life. I mean, uh, how nice is to share the same passion with your partner? I think um, in the end, I didn't think that I would enjoy that kind of lifestyle if I haven't tried before. Um, <laughs> meaning, you know, you're with your uh, business partner as a life partner. Uh, our focus is very same let's say we think coffee we talk coffee we love coffee we do always coffee but as i said like because both of us coming from office work or let's say something else (laughs) and then we still can't believe that we are living out of coffee it's quite crazy you know like i we are so fortunate to find something that we like it could be anything but we happens to be coffee for us and we kind of merged at some point. We both like coffee at the same level. We want to do the same thing. We think so differently, actually. So it's a nice challenge because I often don't understand what he says and he doesn't understand me either. So we have to kind of, of like, <laughs> we have to kind of like try to explain what we are thinking about outside or inside of coffee. So it's actually quite practical. It's Sometimes it's very exhausting, but we have to also learn, okay, now we stop coffee, we do something else, like we do something for us or, like, you know, have something 
interesting for us, but then that part outside of coffee is also kind of similar or same for each other, like having a nice meal or nice wine or drinks or whatever. So in the end, it's good that you have same job, same work, same interest, same thing. Sounds a bit too much sometimes, but um, actually quite good. We've been doing oh, well so far. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> you have, you have, I mean, you wouldn't be where you are now, but uh, obviously, you know, relationships bring challenges of their own by themselves, of course, it must be tricky, but I find it very nice, and look, I mean, yeah, Janina is on fire, she's saying, imagine the morning brews in the house, yes, that's, yeah, <laughs> I, I can't, well, speaking of which, are you drinking coffee right now? Right, yes, I do. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny knows on point. Um, going back on uh, the, the element of, of the industry, overall industry, and you know, who you represent and what you do, uh, mm. coffee has often been uh, put next to this male industry, right? But thanks to people like you and Aga, Janina, John, uh, like, I think this is really pushing more girls and women to chase the coffee dreams, right? And we have actually... Mm. Right now, watching this Bianca, this 16-year-old girl from Indonesia who's already started roasting, pouring, brewing, super passionate about coffee. Um, what words would you have for especially young uh, women um, to get started? Because, you know, you get a little bit of pressure of you should be doing certain things, certain yeah. jobs. Yeah. You know, what's your take? Well, um it's been always, it, it must be always like, you know, challenging when you have, let's say, uh, kind of a thought or judgment, so to say, from mm. outside. And um, sometimes it's not easy to cope with it. You know, the world is not a fair tale. Well, sometimes it can be very, very difficult in a way. Um, I think finding what you truly like to do and try to communicate that with each single person you come across helps you a lot to also understand what exactly you like to do. Mm. And I think in general, at least for myself, if, you, if somebody understands that is exactly what you want, like whatever it is, I don't think most of people would criticize or judge you in the end. A lot of people, I think, could potentially comment on something that you just see or, you know, uh, heard not knowing much about it, but then once you communicate about that, if it matters to you, let's say, as a young uh, female barista, that it matters to you, you try to, you train yourself to communicate that with people around you to make them understood, understand actually that's what you like to do. I think that's how you kind of like counter these boundaries of what you're supposed to do but they actually stay on your side and say ah so that's why you're doing it it's not just a barista job it's more actually it's more passion you like to learn something new um yeah. you got inspired by somebody because and i think that why can easily solve uh, it's a it's a miscommunication in the end that you are very much like judged by the society that the society society like around people people around you kind of judge you uh, but then I think we, we as a people uh, have a responsibility to make them understand. So listen, it's not just, we're not taking it just because, it's just because I like it a lot. And, you know, that's the reason why I like it. You have, I mean, I have a responsibility to explain. Um, and uh, especially different generations have different 
pictures or frames of uh, what a barista means. <laughs> I remember yeah. when I when I said that to my father, being very re uh, reasonable to whatever I would like to do, but you know, he didn't know what barista is. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even That's drink beautiful. coffee. So. What is barista? I don't drink coffee. What is so crazy about coffee? He doesn't know, but it's not his fault. I have responsibility to explain. And over time, he he finds that I like it. <laughs> he like he finds that I enjoy it, and he does he shows understanding. Yeah. And that's right there. Uh, I think you just hit the nail right there. You know, I suppose the question that people facing this dilemma. The, the question they should bounce back to their friends or families or relatives is, wouldn't you rather me be happy? You know, because at the end yeah. of the day, what's the point of doing what's supposed to be right if you <laughs> hate it? Uh, mm. If you can't, you know, if you can't get up in the morning and you're not happy about what you do, then what's the point, right? Mm. So I was lucky to grow up in, you know, I mean, my parents are not perfect, like no one is. But they always say, look, as long as you're happy. So, you know, for mm. for my mom, who's a teacher, me telling her I'm not going to uni was, it could have been a big blow. Uh, mm. But instead, it was like, okay, look, as long as you're happy and as long as, you know, you don't treat our house as a hotel. I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> fine. That's when I went to Australia and I never came back. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, cool. enough about me. I think, yeah, what, what you say is right. And setting the why, the reasoning, and being mm. happy is absolutely uh, paramount. Uh, going back more onto coffee, Amy, sorry mm. for swinging back and forth, but no all problem. relevant questions because people will enjoy what you say. What's your brewing style? How do you like to brew? Um, so I like to brew in a different way, um, but I like to try to, um, make the coffee best out of what I, in front of what I have. So uh, looking at the coffee beans or, you know, thinking of the origin process, I would try to think, um, uh, the coffee is quite heavy. So I would like to try to shape it down. Um, that coffee's highlight is mouthfeel, so I try to highlight it. Or this coffee has a, such a peculiar aroma that I would like to, again, like was highlighted and stuff like that. So based on that, I try to then uh, design um, brewing methods, uh, brewing equipment, a recipe, grind size, whatever you name it. So I try to um, showcase what is inside of the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing, nothing necessarily to do with my, my preference in flavors. I think I like all sorts of flavors. If it's three or five or 10, I don't necessarily like the cup with 10 flavors always. I think sometimes it's nice to have three. And I think if you're conscious about it and then if you, that's what you like today, um, I think it's nice. Like today, for instance, in the morning, I'm having a nice um, Kenyan coffee. Uh, washed um super juicy super sweet for my palate it's not like super acidic or super complex but it's really like long lasting sweet you know like it doesn't give me a headache it's morning that's what you need i mean that's what i it's, like but then sounds I, delicious yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i think i i try to 
choose coffees based on what I feel like or what I like to highlight, and then I brew it then away, and that it can hopefully highlight the best. Uh, of course, and from my understanding, the idea behind bringing the Lorena uh, coffee to the world was to change mindset around Brazilian coffees, right? I mean, a little bit was, change. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Right. That was a part of it, but because that was myself in August, cupping coffees. The first impression um, I had that time was I was profiling coffee from origins, like different origins, different um, processing, um, varietals. But then I felt, I felt a little bit struggling because I'm not the farmer. I'm not the roaster either. I don't roast. All I know is I like, I like a nice cup of coffee in a cup. So, um, you know, if you hear Brazil, I'm like, yeah, it's going to be chocolatey. And nothing is wrong about it, but I was already um, categorizing that. I, didn't, I even thought it's a knowledge to profile. Uh, this is uh, coffee from here in this way processed, so it would taste like. And it is always um, characters from terroir or from processing, but I forgot to be uh, surprised by like unknown you know, species, so to say. So uh, I really like the surprise that um, I put it in a way like discovery, but not like I discovered it. It was more like my own discovery that I, I, my perception was wrong, saying, oh, it could be chocolatey. It was just like nothing to do with what I ever knew uh, about Brazil. And then I like this diversity, like knowing what it could be is nice because it's your it shows your experience like you know if if you've been doing coffee you have even like thicker book of your knowledge about coffees from different regions but i would like to i wanted i reminded myself saying like that's good but it's also be ready to be surprised and of that course. happens to be lorena and that was i was lucky because you know i had this perception that i was totally like Smashed, they like, know. <laughs> well, it, it worked out well, shall we say? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, my next question is: What's the next origin you would like to work with, showcase as more as a, I suppose, underdog or something uh, that? Yeah, you know? yeah, it's a very, very good question. I mean, since I'm not that long in coffee, you know, I, I mean, I've been there. Let's say. 2015, so it's, let's say, five years. It's only five, yeah, even four harvests happened in my little coffee career. Um, so I would love to keep discovering what's happening in Brazil because that's, uh, mm -hmm. um, I think still people think it's a coffee of chocolatey flavors. <laughs> there are much more. Um, I would also think of uh, Kenya. Uh, which was given a beautiful coffee still now. And it, for me, it was the country of washed coffee. Now, obviously, it's no longer only washed. And that's quite interesting because they're uh, going to somewhere they might not know as much as. But so far, I've been very impressed by the uh, end result. And um, a lot of Central Americas, like El Salvador, Ecuador, Bolivia, Honduras, I mean... For some people, I guess it's not necessarily a surprise, but for me, um, or Colombia, you know, like I, I thought Colombian coffee is always citric. Obviously not. 
and finding different flavors coming up. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. I can't name one. <laughs> no, no, that, that, that's, that's brilliant. I think, you know, you said, I think, I think your answer is actually better than my question because you're, you, you're right. Uh, there is still so many more coffees to be discovered in each of those countries. Obviously, there are more more countries up and coming, so mm. we'll see more in the near future, uh, hopefully. Um, mm. and I, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, one of my favorite coffees that I've ever drank was uh, from Bolivia, and I never, yeah. and that was my first ever. Bolivian coffee, and it was roasted by White Horse in Sin, the boys from Sydney. So mm. there you go. Um, and this is not even here, but it kind of popped in my head now. I mean, mm. you, how long have you been outside of Japan now? Um, in and out since I was 18. So it's uh, 14 years. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, because we shared this similar. Because I've been, yeah, I've been not quite thirteen, but yeah, I've been away from home about nine years. So, wow. um, always Europe for the past fourteen years, or mostly Europe, or yeah, always Europe. Yeah, I spent a year in London, and then <laughs> since then in and out in Switzerland. So I count ten years, saying I've moved myself completely from Japan to Switzerland since 10 years but in between i was studying i was going back and i came back and you know like kind of doing this so yeah it's, a, it's actually <laughs> funny because uh, my hometown is only two hour drive from switzerland so that's that's you know you're very <laughs> close to where i live i get it you don't need to tell me what it looks like i know what it looks like <laughs> the mountains i miss the mountains yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, and how was adapting how was adapting to a european life well, so I think I've been, again, lucky that it was Switzerland. So when I arrived before Switzerland, I went to London. That was where I thought, like, wow, the world is, like, a thousand times bigger than I thought. Coming from Japan, it's an island, you know, I was 18. I had no clue. I couldn't speak English, like, broken, like, totally, like, nothing. And you discover, uh, and then also in Japan, it's, like, nicely, you know, it's about group rather than um, individual sometimes, not in a negative <laughs> way, but the society works because everybody thinks about the society. It's nicely unified and stuff like this. And then when I left Japan uh, for London, that was all about diversity. Like everybody was Londoner and then nobody was typical Londoner. Like what is British? Like, you know, it's nothing. Yeah, it was just like a, out of a box. And I really liked that diversity. And then I went back to Japan and I came to Switzerland. And then Switzerland is for me like Japan. A lot of similarities. Um, it works well, but I can understand why it works well. Um, Indian is about, you know, it's not always about individuals. It's better said, like, by their thinking a lot let's say, individuals for the society. So that's very similar. Uh, for nice. me, I had uh, almost like, you know, the only thing was that I had to learn German and then that's it. Like the mentality wise is very similar. So I just didn't have any problem. And they're more international, so, which I even like, you know, like I have both that uh, I, I mean, I grew up with this culture. Plus I still have a little community of experts, which is for me a diversity. So it matched perfectly in Zurich. I love it. It's just like That's you have it. I mean, I have both what I like. Yeah. 
I, that sounds amazing. I'm glad. I'm very glad. <laughs> I'm very glad. Um, yeah. uh, as usual, when we approach the halfway mark of the of the podcast, I'll ask these questions. Um, to mm. be outside the box, but if you could, I mean, um, who would you like to have dinner with? Oh. <laughs> That's a very nice question. <laughs> Who I'd like to talk the most, right? Doesn't have to be coffee. Whoever you want. <laughs> Let's there's think so back. many people. There's so many people that it's it, it just like I, I wish I could open their brain and then look up like what is happening in your brain. Like that's what I always got a picture. <laughs> Who are... <laughs> Maybe Sasha. Sasha oh. speech. Yeah, okay. I just came to arrive. Um, okay. I, I would really like to see what's happening in his head. I, I admire him a lot. Um, Fantastic. A business, old, uh, business professional, but more than that, uh, as a person. Like, I, I met him for the first time in 2015 because I was competing there in Seattle. That's the, way, that's the year he won, right? I had no clue about coffee. And uh, I happened to win the national, so I could go to the world, but I was still a home barista, so I had no clue what that was. And I was shaking because, you know, you see all those, like, big people that I've watched their routines on YouTube and then they're live, and, and I was crying, like, oh, my goodness, I cannot go on the same stage. Um, yeah, yeah, really. And um, Sasha was uh, a gentleman, that, one of those gentlemen, well, could be a female as well, but, like, any uh, professionals, who just came very smartly and presented the coffee he believed in and won. And I was just like, oh. I don't know how many times I saw his presentations and I was trying to kind of like steal anything I could learn from him, like the way he presents and you know, like anything. And I want to know how he did it because it's just 15 minutes, but obviously you have a huge amount of processing and then Speaking of him competing years and years in Australia uh, and then on the world stage in the one. So I would like to even like read a book about like, I don't know, him in his way, what's happening. So I think oh. it'd be nice to have a dinner. <laughs> I, I, well, 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 Janina can hook you up. She's saying that she had a few dinners with him, of course. Good one too. And he brews coffee after dinner. So she's uh, putting it out there. Angeles. Uh, <laughs> I actually, I actually saw him last week because he came to Melbourne uh, to the launch of yes, Honor Melbourne. So yes, I was lucky to see him for here. a little bit. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, that's that's good. Yeah, look, I'm sure he would love to have dinner with you. And look, yeah, I watched that routine a few times myself, and it's incredible that he was actually sick, like a dog, mm -hmm. the night before in the same day. Yeah. So that's. That's the best part of the story for me. It's like, wow, <laughs> you didn't look sick to me, but that's no. me watching on YouTube. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, well, all right. Whilst we're here in terms of competition, what's your secret that pushed you towards winning? And, you know, and, and what that process looked like in terms of hours and days and sweat of amount of training <laughs> that well, you had to go through? Um I, I've been, let's say, only competing since 2015, and I've been so far super lucky. Um, um, Give yourself some credits, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not just lucky. Yeah, well. Deserve yeah. that. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so my competition routine always is like when I'm working. So um, even you were champion, you were still working. I mean, yes, of course, right? And besides work, anything that is left is given to do anything to do with competition. But doesn't mean I think I'm like drinking 10 times, uh, 10,000 cup of coffee. No, no, it's more about what do I need to improve? So if I don't know about the coffee that I've chosen, it, that took time um, to find out, for instance, like, to look for coffee, I think that's where I give it most of the time. So I keep cupping and uh, trying to imagine uh, which one I feel very emotionally connected to and also as scoring in which way on a let's say score sheet and knowing that it wouldn't happen as much as you imagine because again plan never goes <laughs> as you plan <laughs> um having said that i think once you find your coffee i think i would like to know in and out what's happening anything good anything bad so that to do this i think there are many ways that you can there are not there are nights that we just don't sleep and then we just keep trying like any any recipe you can think of and uh, there are nights that I say no I can't like I really don't want and then I say you know what I need a good uh piece of meat I don't know then I would go to my favorite restaurant and I would try to like spoil my palate and try to say okay there's another better day tomorrow <laughs> yeah. and there are days that I, I actually don't really like presenting myself on stage because that's not really my nature I don't know if you see my um a video talking about the recipes for monthly mame. I really don't feel like talking to a, a camera alone. I like talking like this. Okay, so I'm glad no, I was going to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem um, interviewing or discussing with a human being, but I have such a difficulty to talk to a camera um, because it's Present, not natural yeah. for me. So I, I have things that I have would like to say, but it's so unnatural for me that I, I feel very stressed. So this is not good because you have to present in front of people or possibly in front of thousands of people. So I have to work on, on my confidence, um, way of presenting, uh, wording, because it's not my mother tongue and stuff like that. And there are days that I just spend on time like that. Yeah. And I think even identifying those uh, shortfalls uh, it's it's good it's good awareness because then you can start working and tackle those uh those let's call them issues they're not issues it's just allowing well, you to go to the next level that's absolutely, absolutely. right 100%. i do include people who are better than me in that so Fantastic. when i cup with uh, when i cup to look for my cup coffee i always do with matthew because he's for me a nice bouncing idea person um he has ideas that I might not have. Um, he would see something that I wouldn't see. He might even have disagreements with me. So I'm confront confronted to say, that's why I think like that. And sometimes it works. Sometimes I think he's right. You know, that's good to uh, be make made sure that what I'm thinking is right. Because I have to be able to present it. I have to be able to explain it. So it's not like, oh, yeah, I like it. But why do you like it? Why do you like it? You know, like you have to, I have to be able to explain that. That's a nice training. So I do that with him. When I have a problem with, you know, water, I would ask a water expert. If I have a problem with presentation, I'll ask a friend who's been, I don't know, like a theater actor, you know, like how to, how to train on your voice or how to work on your 
intonations or you know and then if i present my um, shows i would correct collect other competitors and then ask them to judge because um, you know it, it's really involved with people like i i really don't think i can do that alone um i, I think yeah. you, you touched on a very good point again because you keep doing it which is great it's so important. A lot of people get stopped and held up. And, and yet we live in 2020, the easiest times in history to reach out to anyone, even online. I mean, yeah. I literally sent you a DM hoping yeah. that you even see it. That's it. Mm. <laughs> and here you are. Okay. Like, <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and not everyone has answered. I mean, most people have, I got to say, probably about 70% of people. But you know, mm. that ends up in requests or uh, they don't know active on Instagram. But for, I think that the general advice out there that I usually like to share is just reach out to people that you look up to and you never know. They mm. might give a word, an hour of their times or a phone call, yeah. um, a sponsorship. You never know. So, yeah, never it, know. It, it, and the worst comes to worst is that they will never reply to you, which it's fine because you, already reach out to new potential mentors. And a little bit more curious questions. Uh, on the finals, mm -hmm. uh, did you wear that shirt to match the flavors in the cup? It's just my <laughs> brain. I was like, hang on, she's talking. She's describing the flavors. And I was looking at your shirt. And I was like, did ah, you do it on? No, actually not. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, OK. There you go. No, actually not. Um, 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 it's a very funny question. I never thought about it. Um, <laughs> you know, on the competition, you have to wear apron. <laughs> and because of my height, I don't like apron that it goes all over my body. It has to be small. And to <laughs> wear that, I need a skirt. And that skirt is often black. And then if it's a black, I would like a colorful shirt. That's kind of my logic. And then anything I have as a shirt, I just pick one. <laughs> Two shirts or three shirts, I don't remember. And I just grab one. And, and um, yeah, but it kind of uh, my lucky shirt. It became my lucky blues. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't... Uh, I didn't think about it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I was watching. I was like, I think yeah. that's what's happening here. All right. There you yeah. go. Maybe your next final, yeah. you can, yeah, you can get a custom-made shirt <laughs> with the flavors on the cup. Um, yeah, it's a good plan. <laughs> it's a good plan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, more general question now is, what do you love the most about the, the coffee community, people, industry in general, I suppose? Um, I like it the most because it's diverse. Mm -hmm. It's like nothing is, um, you know, I'm often asked what's the best coffee or like what's the best of whatever. Uh, like, yeah, if I know, I wish I would know, but no, but otherwise, you know, like it's also boring. Like you talked about this 100% thing, like if I know what the best is, so why should I try? And then your best is different from my best and I want to know why. That's your best, not to challenge you, but to create to conversation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, since being in London and discovered this diversity of human or communities or whatever, the world is big but small at the same time. You know, like humans are humans. Mm -hmm. um, but then I really like this diversity because you can just go on and on, on, you know, endless conversations with anybody in whatever. 
And then I like that feeling. It's not about what I say is right, but it's more like what I say, and then you would say something different. And I yeah. wouldn't con conflict you. I'm just curious. What made you think like that? So anything to do with, nothing to do with coffee, but in general, I feel very comfortable being in co coffee community, uh, connected with different continents from different um, circumstances in the coffee chain. It could be in a farm, you can be a green bean trader, you can be a roaster, it could be, let's say, just a barista, but you can talk coffee. Somehow yeah. it's the uh, same, but different. <laughs> so diverse, it. but simple. You know, like complicated, but simple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful. I will I will see on and digest uh, and process what you just said. I think no 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 no. I think that was really in its simplicity your answer was actually very deep and Janina saying your way of thinking about coffee is so cool. I agree. Um I understand. And it's true. It's about creating the conversation. And guess what? The conversation also happens fun enough, you know. That's you know, coffee brings people to conversate even on a consumer level. Mm. You know, let's catch up for coffee also means, hey, I want to see you, yes, I want to hear you, I want to talk yes. to you. We just happen that you know, and they might be talking yes. about uh, football, cars, kids, family, dogs, whatever, whatever it is, mm. and we might be just talking about coffee or, or even other yes. things. And I think that mm. people bring coffee bring people together from the entire chain, like you just said. So, yeah, I, I don't want to make any further comments. Yours was just uh, impeccable. I love it. <laughs> okay, thanks. And um, you mentioned London, uh, mm. but compared to London, how is Switzerland and the rest of the European countries you've been, uh, the coffee scene over there? Because I'm, you know, I'm stuck in Australia. <laughs> Um, so being in Switzerland is a very interesting um, uh, experience for in terms of coffee drinking culture because it's very it's next to Italy you know Italy is underneath um, mm -hmm. and so southern part of Europe or like let's say western west south you know like that's often like espresso culture very concentrated let's say strong coffee whereas if you go up in the north like Germany Scandinavian countries um, let's say colder countries, they might go for filter, like just to categorize. Um, I like the diversity. It's coming naturally from like customs or culture. Um, when it comes to Switzerland specifically, so there is this traditional Italian espresso, and also it's a headquarter of Nespresso in Switzerland. So each household, I think, almost has Nespresso machine or in the office. It's quite quite uh, common to have capsule machines mm -hmm. so that shows that quite many people have coffee in their life you know in different manners different timings etc so that's very let's say solid and then mm -hmm. obviously being in Switzerland having a beautiful milk <laughs> everybody loves um, milk coffee so I think we use as a tiny shop I think we use like 200 liters of milk a week and we call ourselves almost like a milk shop, not the coffee shop, because, you know, I think 60% of our customers take any, anything to do with milk drink. Um, tasty, it's just a kind of my observation. So from this, speak, speaking about specialty coffee culture in Switzerland, it, it is a young industry because 
coffee has been here for decades, but thinking about you know sustainabilities or story or quality behind, I think it's been let's say twenty years you know since the competition is here. Um, yeah. Compared with wine or beer, it's definitely young industry, so there's there are less in, less awareness uh, in that. However, I see it as a chance because. People are interested. It's just that they don't know. Nothing is wrong about it. And then we try to engage conversations. And some stay, some go. And for me, both parties are my customers. I don't value people staying much more than the ones who are leaving because they would have their, let's say, all arguments. Why the method towards a specialty coffee didn't work? Like, you know, like uh, some people don't like acidities in coffee. Do you have to like acidities in coffee when it comes to specialty coffee? Maybe not, you know, like there are some coffees yeah. that are not too acidic or pungent. And it's also the very first beer of your life is bitter. Nobody likes it, right? But then over time, it's the social aspect over it, you know, like you kind of try and then it becomes your water and then you love it. And then once you yeah. love it, you can discover something new. So- But also, also that bitterness, you can put, you know, two teaspoons of sugar, because that's what happened in Italy. You know, to fight the bitterness, which is a paradox if you think about yeah. it. Now, uh, you're right, it becomes a social aspect. Uh, I love how you keep bringing up the uh, diversity as well as how, you know, it's important to create conversation. And especially what you said about the, uh, the customers, you know, when I was talking to uh, Janina, she made a good remark in terms of that everyone is good, they're keeping alive the industry by ordering that cup mm. of coffee. Absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. I totally agree. So. I, I, I'm not gonna, well, we shouldn't judge which customer are our customers. You know, like those who only like particular coffees are yeah. our customers, absolutely not. Anybody who enters our shop is a customer of ours. And then let's see how, what kind of relationships we can create on this, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the same for me with cars, you know, I wouldn't have mm -hmm. any clues, so someone would have to explain it to me, right? Mm. No one is an expert of the industry. They're not part of it. And uh, quoting Rubens Gardelli, acidity is not a crime. He has a yes. beautiful t-shirt. I so. love the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's that's a good a way crime. to close it. It's yeah. not a crime. So I think, I think in your words, I think acidity, sweetness, brightness, bitterness, none of them are a crime as long as it creates a, a good balanced um, experience for the people who are coming in for whatever reason they're coming in and mm. especially it's hospitality i think that the people element is something that we've forgotten and i keep repeating this throughout the episodes i think that people especially with the lock after the lockdowns and especially mm. uh, after so many years focused too much in the cup and we built up a barrier yeah. you know we got this big gigantic beautiful looking <laughs> machines that keep us away yeah. it's like a wall I think people ultimately want that bartender experience like we see in the movies. Okay, mm -hmm. tell me your problems. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Psychologist aspect, you know, that's uh, part of our job. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, look, we're slowly but too fastly approaching the end of the hour, and Instagram is really brutal when it comes to cutting down <laughs> the show, the streams, you know it. So, uh, before I'll ask you the last couple of questions, uh, thank you for 
uh, coming on. It was really humbling and, and really uh, a pleasure to meet you, hopefully one day in real life yeah, with you and Matthew. Because yeah. we're, we're interviewing him as well. We don't want him, yeah. you know, of course. <laughs> um, and thank you for him to, to join us. And yeah, I hope a lot of people will definitely find lots of values and I liked a lot of things that you say, so thank you. Thank you. Um, leading up to the last two questions, I mean, what's your coffee mission? My coffee mission so far of 2020 is to bring up um, beautiful coffee on stage to be heard. I mm. think um, I can do very little not being on the farm. Or I, I know I can't understand. Though. I should never say I can imagine how hard it is on the farm because I'm not a farmer. I am not. Like I would be trying to do it, but I would never understand how hard and how much they are working on it. I want to let them do it, you know, like I shouldn't be able to do everything together. But when I would brew a cup of coffee, that's an end chain. I mean, end station of the huge chain that they happened behind me. So I hope I will be able to communicate that to a person who is drinking it. Um, I would like to do that with variations of coffees. Mm-hmm. Um, some ex- unexpected, some surprising, some funky, some ordinary. But I try to give a value to that, both espressos and filters, because I think that's what a farmer cannot do. Suppose it, I think that the word, I diverse coffee would fit very <laughs> yeah. well with your, yeah. <laughs> with your words. Um, so leading up to the last one, I mean, so what's next for you? So that's your mission, but what's next on your planet in terms of uh, mame, in terms of projects? Right. The so, stage is yours. <laughs> uh, having said about this, uh, uh, presenting diversity in coffee, mm-hmm. I'm uh, going to the World Championship 2020. I won a personal championship. So again, I got the ticket to go on the stage. So I'm on the mission of finding a coffee that can go with me. <laughs> On the stage, I'm in the progress. I've been covering different coffees and stay on eye, you know, like keeping on eye it, um, being um, being open about it. And the same thing, like, you know, I try to do that with Matthew and other people uh, with different coffees. That's one. And I'm very excited to do that as our own brand, uh, Big Mame. So it's also mm-hmm. representing our creation on the world stage, which is very, very nice because the past four years... Beautiful. We were not roasting, you know, we started to roast last year. So, um, which was also a very nice experience because there was somebody who was roasting for me. But then this time, Matthew is roasting uh, for me. And then obviously we try to improve the roast curves and experience and stuff like that together. So it's a nice project. Um, after that, after World Championship, I think we are really hoping to spread that. So we have this. Uh, interesting program called Monthly Mame. So if you buy it every month, um, mysterious 100 grams of coffee would arrive to you um, mm. with a small pack of coat that you can make a water the way I say you sh- you can take X amount of uh, distilled water and mix it and then you have the same PPM as I am in Zurich, wherever you are. You can brew the way you like, but you can also follow what I would say. So we can have a cup of coffee, same experience, we, when you're in Australia, and we can describe the same way. So I think it's like juicy black currants. But how can you know if you don't have the same cup of coffee when you're drinking it? You know, you. it's the it's the best way to say 
you're now drinking and they say, yeah, it tastes like blackcurrants. And then often you're like, ah, yeah. And then that ah, yeah, effect is very difficult when you're, you know, spread in the world. So Basically, to, yeah. you're trying to connect people to the same sensorial experience. I love it. Yeah. And then That's I, amazing. I'm on a mission of finding a unique coffee for this program basically every month. So I'm, I'm pumped. <laughs> I have to find different coffees, you know, small batches and super special. Of and... course. <laughs> That's amazing. And obviously the world will be hopefully in Melbourne. So hopefully, home for me. Yes. And hopefully, <laughs> even though you'll be very busy and very... No. You know, under the pressure. Hopefully, I'll get to I'll get to see you uh, yeah, and Matthew. Absolutely. Yeah, in, in person. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But this has yeah. been a delight, uh, a treat. I think lots of people loved it. <laughs> thank you very and much. And then we're rewatching, re-listen to this. Uh, thank you again for for coming in, giving up an hour of your busy schedule. Uh, <laughs> I really appreciate it. I'm very grateful for it. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see more about you guys, about you, and. Uh, also, hopefully, uh, here in Melbourne. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you have an awesome day. It's a Saturday for you. Yeah. That's the end for me. But uh, yeah, and hopefully, maybe, maybe in a few months we can do this again as a, uh, sure. a check-in. And uh, uh, episode episode two. Episode Amazing. Two. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. Thank right. you very much. Thank you guys. Have a lovely day. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> Uh, there you have it, guys. Um, I think uh, Tanti uh, just represented well. Uh, very sweet and inspiring. I agree with you, Tanti. That's why I pinned your comment. Uh, yeah, thank you all for sticking around. Thank you for um, especially Emmy, of course. I'll thank her later in a second on a DM. And uh, look, now it's shout, shout out time. Big shout out to Oscar Salt. You've been here all, all time. Noshu, Gize, uh, Lucas, starting right now, not later. Uh, I know you. Um, hopefully, I'll see you soon. Coffee Talk, Taka, Tanti, that's an amazing comment. And we got Janina, thank you for, you made us laugh a couple of times. Danielle, Naked Coffee, Abe, Marina, Peter, and we got Aileen, Rosie, Pablo the Barista, Lucas. Taka and uh, Yuki in Melbourne. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Feel free to take a screenshot. Uh, we'll repost this on our YouTube and podcast for people who will listen and watch this later. It's always a pleasure. We'll see you back on Friday with uh, Jared Truby from Cat and Cloud Coffee, another amazing individual. And yeah, feel free to share this with your coffee friends, uh, family, and just the people that you think that would find this valuable. It means the word to me for you guys to be here and uh, I'll see you soon on Friday. It will be 5 p.m. Uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time and uh, I'll always remind you with the stories. But until then, stay safe and I'll see you on Friday.